Thanks for tuning in to the Change Church Podcast. We believe change is more than a church. It's a culture. And we are living out our purpose so that others can find theirs. We hope that this message encourages and inspires you. Now, here's Pastor Elijah Hollis. Hey, before we dive into the word, can we turn our attention right now and give God praise for what he's doing? Come on, can you lift up your voice and just start to praise him for all the things he's already done in your life, for all the things he's presently working on in you? Come on, let's just give him praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for who you are. Lord, I thank you for your presence in our spaces right now. I thank you for your presence alive in our hearts and in our lives. I pray that you would anoint this time, Lord God, that as we hear your word, you would speak directly to our hearts. Come on, can you thank him for what he's going to speak to you today? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the word that's going to ignite my heart. Thank you for the word that's going to uplift my spirit. I thank you, Lord God. And I pray right now that you would anoint every ear to hear your word and every heart to take it in and digest it so it can transform. God, we pray today for the power of your word to come alive in our lives. And then as we go forward as a church, believing for great things ahead, as we look back and see what you've done and accomplished in our lives, in our church, and in our families, God, we look forward with anticipation. We look forward with hope, knowing that you are doing something huge. You are doing something big in us. And I just pray that today, make us aware. Man, would you make that your prayer right now? Just say, God, make me aware of what you're doing. Come on, turn on my spiritual senses. Turn up the volume of what I'm capable of hearing. Right now, in this moment, God, I pray that you would open our ears to hear, open our eyes to see, that we would know and experience you in a fresh new way. God, I just pray for everybody out there that, uh, Lord, is tuning back in to church or tuning back into a relationship with you. Right now, I pray for the fire of God to fill them up. Right now, come through every screen, And I pray for the fire of God to fill their spirits. Holy Spirit, come, move like you do. We love you so much. In your name we pray. Come on, everybody said, amen. Amen. I'm excited for the word of God today. I'm excited to be gathering at our watch parties. If you're watching with somebody, can you just look at them and say, I'm glad you showed up today. Come on, we're intentional here at Change. We do life together. Even in the midst of being online, we do life together in community. If you're in the chat, maybe you're watching by yourself, but you're in the chat, we just get in there and say, I'm glad I showed up today. Come on. I'm glad you came to church. I'm glad you intentionally plugged in to community. We gather because we sharpen one another. How many are ready to be sharpened today? Amen. All right, let's dive into the word of God. I want to entitle today, Eternity Minded. Eternity Minded. We're bringing the evidence series to a close. And I want to end it with this uh, thought that God put on my spirit for this time. I believe this year, I believe this season, we're going to intentionally become eternity minded. That God is preparing a church. He's preparing his people to have eternity on their minds constantly. 
How many are ready to know the plans of God for your life? Come on. How many are ready to plug in and tune in to what God wants to do in and through you? Come on. If you're ready, let's dive into the Word of God today. Would you get out your Bibles? Get out your journals? Come on. Get ready to write down what God wants to speak directly to you. I want to look at Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15. And we're going to read all the way to verse 20. In verse 15, it says, be careful. Actually, it says, be very careful. When I look at your neighbor, put in the chat, tell me, be very careful. Now, Paul starts this whole thing off with a warning. And so we got to understand that sometimes when these warnings happen, it, it brings our attention to being heightened. It's like an exclamation mark. He says, be very careful then how you live not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs of the Spirit, Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, Paul starts this whole thing off with a warning. Be very careful. Now, I believe that he does this because it's so easy for our lives to be focused on things that don't matter. That's what I want to talk about today is because when you become eternity-minded, then you start to plug in and become aware of the reality of life, the reality of why we're here, the reality of what we're doing as we build a church, as we build community, as we build relationships, as we build our families intentionally. When you become eternity-minded, you start to see the purpose of every action, every word. So he says, be very careful. Be very careful. Be aware. Let your eyes be open. Let your ears be attentive. Let your life mirror because you have to be careful how you live. Now understand that he says, he doesn't say be careful how you talk or be careful what you listen to. Be careful who you follow. Now all those things are good things to think about. But he is putting emphasis on how you live, how you live, what comes out of your life. I want to talk today about the eternity mindset because I believe that your actions directly follow what your mind is set on and what your eyes are focused on and where your heart dwells. And so we're going to talk about all that today. But I, I, something that really jumped out of the page of this scripture is when he says, make the most of every opportunity. Come on, somebody help me say it. Make the most. Come on, look at your neighbor. If you're watching with a watch party, tell them, make the most. You can wave your finger too. I don't know why I'm doing this, but just wave your finger. Make the most, okay? Get, get mama on them. Make the most. Uh, that, that spoke to my spirit so much because it speaks to everyone individually, you think about it, for, for me, 
Elijah Hollis, when I think about making the most of every opportunity, it's making the most of what's in my hand. It's making the most of what's around me in my environment. It's making the most of my resource. It's making the most of my finances. It's making the most of my family time. It's making the most of my leadership. It's making the most. And I wonder what, what God is speaking over you that as you become eternity minded, as you turn your attention to the Father to understand you need to be making the most of every opportunity, everything that comes our way, because we're living in a time that is unbelievable to be the church. Make the most. I, my daughter, Ane, she is an opportunist. Man, she is phenomenal how she sees the world. If you ever want to be entertained, just sit down, ask Ane some questions uh, about how she sees the world. You'll understand. She has a whole new perspective that's going to hit uh, New York bestseller, you know, and, and he's going to be on a, a lot of, th- I think she's going to go viral because she, she's just one of those that's amazing. But when we started brunch church when we had to kind of shift focus and start meeting at houses and doing the whole thing around the table. It was beautiful. But in that time, Ane, she saw that people love and need coffee. And so she said, I'm going to create a cafe. She called it uh, Cafe Colette. Even made a logo because she's from a creative house. So she put a little logo together, kind of looked like a Chanel kind of thing, you know, because she's high end. She, she knows what she's doing, you know. She's, she's, looking, she's looking and knows what's going on. So she created a whole thing, and we were, like, so proud of her. Like, this is our entrepreneur girl. She's, like, eight years old, and she's already creating a business, you know. She's got this whole thing going on. But little did we know, we actually weren't aware that she was actually selling the coffee and making a profit. Well, she came up to us at the end of one experience, and she said, look, I made $12. And we are like, $12? Like, what? $12? Where did you get that $12? So, well, people are paying me for the coffee. I'm making them coffee. And we had to sit her down and explain, Ane, listen, church coffee is free coffee. Right, we, we, you know, Change Church got this little side hustle over here where we're making coffee and selling coffee. No, no, Change Coffee is free coffee, and so we had to explain that to her. So she was totally cool. She's like, "Oh, I, okay, mommy, dad, I, w- I won't charge anybody, anybody, any, anything else." And so, you know, a few weeks go by, and we uh, we saw that she had created because she made the most of every opportunity. She created a tip jar. Maybe she couldn't charge people, but she would always leave the door open for those that felt the, the, the calling and need to pour into her ministry. Come on, somebody. Make the most of every opportunity. I wonder what would happen if we got that mentality over our lives to say, all right, what do we have to work with? What do we have? Because God has called us to a specific mission. God has called us to do something on the earth. Man, aren't you glad that God saw it fit to create and design you for such a time as this. In the world we live in today, with more people turning away from the faith than ever before, with more people turning to depression, suicidal thoughts, uh, the, the suicide rate is, is over the moon right now. Uh, the, the people that are getting into drugs and alcohol and an addiction uh, level is off the charts. Divorce is an all-time high rate. And I'm not saying this to cause doom. I'm saying this is the greatest time to be the church because the world is in need of truth. The world is in need of hope. 
aren't you so glad that God saw it fit to put you right in the middle of this moment? Then you read the scriptures and all throughout you see these individuals that God used mightily in the midst of the darkest times. When kings were tyrants and, and things were going on in persecution and God would raise up an individual. Man, I wonder who he's raising up in this time. I wonder how many of you are sitting there saying, I will be the one. I will be the one to listen in, to be in tune with the Father, to make the most of every opportunity, to not be drunk on the things of the world, but to be filled with the Spirit. I love how he says this because sometimes we can fill the void with something else. And I wonder what you've been trying to fill the void with. Maybe some of you have been trying to fill it with alcohol or fill it with drugs or fill it with people, relationships. Maybe you've been getting into the wrong kind of relationships. And relationships aren't bad, but if you're trying to fill the void with them that only God can fill, then it becomes something that causes you to see life through the wrong lens. But when you get your eyes set on the Father and you start to put away the things of the earth, and that's why as a church, we do this fast on purpose. We're in the middle of a fast run, day seven, y'all. Come on, day seven on the way to 21. And why we do this is because we want to make sure that we're uh, doing a cleanse of all the things of the world so that we can hear him better. And I, I believe that God is really filling his church with his spirit, that this is a time where he is pouring out his spirit on the world. You see, the greatest thing in your life, the greatest thing in my life, the greatest thing of all time is, number one, that our names are written in the Lamb's book of life. Come on, can you, can you get excited with me and, and, and get your spirit alive today, understanding that your name is written in the Lamb's book of life that when you say yes to Jesus, when you say yes to a relationship with him and make him Lord of your life, that there is a book in heaven and God writes your name in it. You know what that, that does? It sets a ticket, right? It sets an admission for you to come into heaven to spend eternity with the Father instead of eternity in hell. Come on, can someone get excited and understand that your name is written in the Lamb's book of life? That's all that matters when you get to heaven and you stand before the judgment throne. Man, aren't you glad that God's going to say, well done, good and faithful servant. Come on in. Your name's written in the Lamb's book of life. You see, when you get that perspective and you understand that it's all for that moment when you meet Jesus, it's all for the moment that he comes back for his church. Or if we don't make it to the rapture, if we just die and, and go up to heaven, it's all for that moment when we stare at him. And we understand that when we say yes to Jesus, when we, when we talk to our friends and, and we invite them into a relationship with Jesus, when we share the love of God with a stranger, when we share the love of God with, at our jobs and share the love of God and, and those get saved, that their names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life, that is the only thing that matters. And when you become aware of that and you get eternity-minded, then everything that flows out of your life becomes that for that purpose for that reason, to make sure 
everybody knows where they're going when this world is over, when their life is over, when they come to the end. I want to look at Philippians chapter 3, verse 14. Philippians 3, 14 says, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. I press on towards the goal. The goal. What is the goal? To win souls for Jesus. What is the goal? That we end up staring at the Father, understanding that we are written in the, name, the Lamb's book of life. That's the goal. So he says, I press on. Now, I love this word because it's a, it's a word of action. It's a word of, of pushing, pressing. It's emotion. And I think that God is calling his people to be in that space where we are moving with what's been given to us. I think of the story where the master, Jesus told this parable. And the master left his servant's talents. One he gave five, one he gave three, and one he gave one. Right, And then he left. And the Bible talks about how these servants did something with their talents. Either the guy with the five, you know, he went and invested them and did something with them so that he multiplied his talents. The guy with three did the same exact thing, multiplied his talents so that when master came back, he would have more to give. Now the servant with one, what did he do? He hid it. He was afraid. He understood that the master was a very you know, strict man that when he came back, he wanted to see his money. So he was afraid to lose it. So he just hid it. He hid his talent. And when the master came back, he saw this and he blessed those that had invested their talent, the five and the three, and he gave them double portion. Why? Because he could trust them with what he had been given. And I wonder how many of us, when we get eternity minded, we start to understand we're gonna press in, press into what God has put in our hands, making the most of every opportunity before us. Y'all, we got a, a new space uh, for change to meet on the weekends, and we are so excited to be in this building process. And we decided this weekend we were going to move from the storage unit into the space and get all of our stuff for community outreach and the, all the stuff, cotton candy maker, popcorn maker, you name it. We got it in the coffee cart. We got it in there. And so we decided, hey, Saturday we're going we're gonna to move everything over. So, uh, you know, we reached out to the change community. We're like, hey, let's do this thing. And then we saw on the weather radar snow was coming. Now, you know, being in hindsight, looking back, you're like, oh, yeah, the snow was there. It was a snow weekend. Well, we didn't know this, but we were like, all right, the snow's coming, so let's shift it. Let's go Friday. We'll beat the snow. We'll get as much as we can, you know, going on. So we shifted everything, reached out to some people. We're like, hey, let's do this thing. And so we all met at the storage unit, filled a 20-foot U-Haul truck full of stuff from the storage unit. Only got half of it in there. So we're like, all right, we'll come back for the other half. We take it over to the new space, take it all the way upstairs. It was incredible. We went back and got the, the last of the stuff and came over with a full 20-foot U-Haul truck. And then by that time, it was around like 10, 30, 11 o'clock. And then we down to four people. And we looked at each other and we said, should we keep going? Or should we be done? Should we come back or should we be done? But the only thing that drove us was the snow was coming. 
We knew that the storm was coming. Now, when we had shown up that day, there was no snow. We were like, okay, whatever. But we knew the weather was predicting something was coming. And I wonder how much of the church is asleep at the wheel or asleep with what, what's in our hand, the talents that God has given us, because we can't see anything in the physical. And we're like, well, we'll wait on what we've heard is coming. Instead of what Paul says, he says, I press on towards the goal to win the prize. What's the prize? Eternity. What's the prize? Being with Jesus. Come on. The Bible says that we work for a prize that is not of this world. That when we invest in the kingdom of God, we place our treasure in our home. This isn't our home. This isn't the place where we're going to dwell forever. We have 70 to 80 years, not a long time. You're, you're lucky these days if you make it to 100, right? 70, 80 years, there's, that's not a big span. We must be spending our time investing in eternity, understanding that Jesus is coming. Come on, we're not living for ourselves. We're living for something bigger than us. Come on, we invest our time, talent, and treasure. We press in because we're living for something bigger than us. It's not about what we see. It's about what's coming. Come on, somebody. You have to understand that and get involved in what God is doing. Woo! How many can see what God wants to do in your home? Come on, how many can see what God wants to do in your life through you this year as you press in to win the prize? Say, God, I'm going to win what you've promised. I'm going to go after what you've given because all I have to do is press in, press in to do something with what's in my hand. Don't get too caught up in getting these crazy spiritual gifts and, and going after this. Do with what's in your hand. Like we talked in this series, the next thing, the next step, just do what's in your hand with eternity stamped on your mind. I remember back in the day when I first got into hunting and my uncles took me to get my bow and arrow. I know I don't look like a hunter, but I was back in the day. Before city life, I was a country boy and I loved uh, shooting bows and going sitting in tree stands and camo painting my face. But it all started when my uncles taught me how to shoot a bow. I fell in love. And the bow, it's a really cool uh, scope is what they call it, I guess, on the end of it, where it has these pins. I don't know if you can see that with the camera, but they have these little pins and, and on the pins are these little colors. And you have yellow and pink and orange, you know, is mine. So, but the one thing they teach you about how to shoot a bow is they teach you to close an eye so you can focus on just the pins and the target. Because there's so much that you could see, but the important thing is that you see the target. I believe this is what Paul was talking about when he says, I press on towards the goal, towards the prize, saying there's a lot of things I could see. There's a lot of things I could pay attention to. There's a lot of things I could go after. That's why even going back to uh, Ephesians when he talks about being very careful with how we live because there's a lot to live for. 
There's a lot of things we could put our attention to. But you know what? Right now, we're building a church. We're building a home. We're building a space where people can be healed and whole. We're putting our eye on the target. Come on. I wonder how many of you need to close an eye so you can see clearly what God wants you to see, to really hone in your vision of what God is doing in and through you, what God wants to do as you step out in faith. Come on, become eternity-minded, where you say, you know what, there are a lot of things I could look at right now, but right now I'm focusing in on the target that God has for me. I'm focusing in on what I'm going to do with what he's given me. Come on, I got some time and talent and treasure, and I'm going to close my eye to see where does God want me to point it. Ooh, I believe we're going to get focused this year. I believe you're going to get focused in what God wants for you as you dive in and say, Lord, stamp eternity on my mind. Stamp eternity on my eyeballs. I remember the revivalist that said that. Stamp eternity on my eyeballs. Therefore, all the filter is through that day that all I care about is my name is written down in the Lamb's Book of Life. And how can I make sure everyone around me, every opportunity, every talent that's in my hand, those souls know their names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. So we have to understand the kingdom of heaven, what Matthew said, is forcefully advancing. This thing isn't a thing that's just going to happen. It's going to be a thing that he puts on the hearts of people. See, I believe that God is scoping the land. The Bible even says he's, his eyes go to and fro throughout the entire land, looking and seeing who will go for me. How can I accomplish my purpose on the earth? Because God's heart is that all of his children know him. That's his ultimate desire, is that every child knows their father and that that love frees them from the bondage of sin and brings them into relationship with him. That's the only mission on his mind and only mission on his heart and he's looking throughout the earth to see who can he deposit his word. Who has their mind set on him? And that's why today I believe it's so important that we dive into this word, that we understand that we need to be a people who is focused up, that we need to be a people that have eyes set to our master, Lord, and Savior, that we say, Jesus, what are you doing? Jesus, what are you doing? Jesus, how do you want to use me? And as he looks from heaven, he can see, there's my child. There's my child who's paying attention. There's my child that's focused. There's my child that's pressing on towards the goal, that has their eye on the target. Say, God, I don't know exactly where to point this thing, but if you teach me, I'm going to get my eyes focused. I'm going to get my eyes trained so that this is all I see. I'm not going to look to the right, to the left. I'm going to look forward because I want to press in, press on. Whew, I'm so glad to be a part of a church where people aren't afraid to get their hands dirty. Come on. I'm so excited to be a part of a community where in this season, we're rolling up our sleeves. We're breaking ground. We're painting walls. Come on. We're redoing floors. We're, we're, we're preparing a home so that people can come in and know Jesus as our Lord and Savior. We're turning our minds to eternity, that everything we do right now is for that day. It's for that day. And there are so many people, this is what we have to understand, 
There are so many lost children out there that don't know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. There's so many people in that neighborhood that we're about to reach out to, that community right now as we pray around it, all of the homes, all of the families. There are so many individuals that God is after. He's pursuing with his love. And guess what? He deposited on our hearts to come and to reach out to them. How many are ready to get eternity stamped on your mind? That we become obsessed with what he's obsessed with. We become mad about what he's mad about. The injustices, we become mad about it because he is mad about it. We love what he loves. We hate what he hates. We become obsessed with his heart. Come on, how many are ready to dive into that? So here are the three things that we can do. You say, maybe, Elijah, hey, I'm not right now in a place where I'm so eternity-minded. I've been selfish in my thoughts, selfish in ways. Hey, here are some things we can do as a church to intentionally set our minds on things above. Number one, train your eye. Train your eye. Focus in. Proverbs 4, 25 to 27. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. Give careful thought to the paths of your feet and be steadfast in all your ways. Do not turn to the right or to the left. Keep your foot from evil. Proverbs 4, 25 to 27. Write that down. So good. Train your eye. We're training our eyes to see Jesus. We're training our eyes to focus on eternity. It's not normal. It's not natural, but we're going to be obsessed with what he's obsessed with. And so we have to train it every day to look towards heaven and say, God, what are you doing? God, what's your plan? Holy Spirit, what do you want to do in me? Holy Spirit, how do you want to lead me and guide me today? We're training our eyes to be set on him. It's like the bow. It's not normal to close one eye and look through the scope. But you have to train yourself to say, Lord, I'm going to intentionally every day set my gaze upon you. Number two, we're going to point our heart. Point your heart. Point your heart. Matthew 6, 21 says, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. You say, Elijah, how can I, how can I point my heart? Start investing in kingdom. Start investing. Wherever you invest your time, talent, and treasure is where your heart will follow. I promise you, do this. Try, try it out. And start investing. Maybe you want to invest in this church. Invest in uh, something that, that God is doing on the earth. Start investing in it and watch how you pay attention to that thing. I think about it like this. Like my uncle was a big stock trader. And as he traded stocks, he said, watch, I, I, I'm, this is the scripture coming alive. Because as I invest in this stock, I'm going to be obsessed with it. How's it doing? Is it going up? Is it going down? Is it leveling out? Like, how's it going? Because I'm invested in it. That's going to happen for you. You're going, to tr- you're going to point your heart and say, no, I want you to be kingdom-minded. I want you to be kingdom-set. And so I'm starting to invest in, in the kingdom. I'm going to start serving. I'm going to start loving. I'm going to start giving. And when you do that, you point your heart. You point your heart because your heart follows your treasure. And the last thing we're going to do as a church to intentionally set our minds on eternity, we're going to direct our steps. Direct your steps. Joshua 1.3 says, I will give you every place where you set your foot as I promised Moses. This is what we have to understand. The Lord directs our steps. The Lord directs our steps. So again, going back to positioning and posturing ourselves to say, Lord, show us where to go. And then we direct our steps to say, follow 
in line. Because when you start to train your eye to view what he views, to see what he sees, to get in that place of intimacy with him, you're saying, Lord, show me, show me, show me. And then you start to point your heart, you invest, and say, Lord, okay, you care. You care about the broken. You care about the kingdom of God spreading. So I'm going to start investing. I'm going to start serving. I'm going to start jumping onto the mission of God, what you're doing in this city, what you're doing in this church. Come on. When you start doing that, you point your heart, and then all of a sudden you get his heart, and then you direct your steps. All right, I'm going to make every step count. Make the most of every opportunity. I'm going to go where he leads me. I'm going to do what he says. I'm going to, by faith, step out in the will of God for my life. This is how we're going to become eternity-minded. Are you ready for what God wants to do in you? Hey, I want to pray right now. I want to pray over every heart, every mind. If you're at a watch party right now, would you grab the hand of the person next to you? We're going to pray for one another that God would light a fire in us that we would become stamped with eternity. Can you make that your prayer? If you're praying uh, by yourself today, if you're in your home, hey, we're going to join with you heart to heart, spirit to spirit. Uh, you can put in the chat, hey, I'm praying. I'm praying. Let's do this thing. Uh, let's pray right now. I want to pray that, number one, God trains our eyes. Can you pray that over the person to your right, to your left? Can you pray that over yourself? Lord, train our eyes. Train our eyes. And we're going to pray, Lord, point our hearts. Show us what to invest in. Show us what to take that step of investing our time, talent, and treasure. God, show us those things. And the Lord, help us as we direct our steps. Can we pray that right now? Lord, I thank you so much for every change maker watching today. I thank you for every person, Lord God, that you're investing this word into. I pray that they would snatch it up right now. They would grab it and put it down deep inside. They would become a part of who they are. And then right now today, Lord God, train our eyes to view you. Train our eyes to focus on the things. And I pray that you would show your ways. Show your ways, God. You said that when we praise you, when we go after you, when we seek you, when we knock on the door, it will be opened. You will show up. You inhabit the praise. And so, God, we thank you in advance for what you're going to show us. We thank you in advance for when we look, we're going to see. We thank you, Lord God. We thank you for how you're going to break our hearts for what breaks yours. And God, I just pray that over every person that you would break our hearts. Come on, can you pray that over your neighbors? Can you pray that over yourself? Can you pray that over this church? Lord God, break our hearts for what breaks yours. Lord God, we mean that. We want to be broken for what you're broken for. If you're broken for uh, church unity, we want to make church unity happen. We're going to use all our resources to do it. If you want to reach our neighborhoods and reach the, the places that no one else wants to go, God, break us for it. We'll do it. We'll do it, God. We're just wanting to be in the middle of what you're pouring out. So, Lord God, do it in our hearts. Do it in our spirits. And, Lord God, direct our steps. We know that our steps are ordered of you. That when we are uh, set apart and righteous and we, we get in, involved in the flow and purpose of, of God, we, we know that we are directed by you. And so I just pray for every person. You direct their call. Direct the mark on their life. Direct the purpose, Lord God that they would follow in line with what you're doing. And God, I just pray for their next step. As we prayed last week, I pray for their next step to be one of the greatest decisions of their life. Amen. Amen. Hey, if you haven't given your heart to God today, I want to give you an opportunity to do that right now. I want to pray with you that you can receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior and your name can be written in the Lamb's Book of Life.
and he'll write your name down. And the Bible says that when he does that, you step into the kingdom of God. You're a child of the king. If you want to say yes to Jesus, today can be your day. If you want to do that, you can raise your hand online. You can just push the button so we can pray with you. But I want to pray with you right now that, that uh, just leading you into a relationship with Jesus. So if you want to do that today, would you pray with me? Just say this simply. Say, Jesus, come into my heart. I invite you to be the Lord and Savior of my life. I give you my life. I give you everything. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. I want to step into a relationship with you. So thank you, Lord, that I'm saved, I'm redeemed, and heaven is my home because you are my Lord. In mighty name we pray, amen. Come on, somebody make some ruckus for all of those that gave their heart to Jesus today. Come on, let's praise him. Let's join in with the party that the angels are throwing right now. Hey, I want to tell you, tell somebody. If you made that decision today, tell somebody online. Reach out. We'd love to walk this journey with you as you become a part of the, the King's kids, man, the family of God, that we do this thing together. At Change Church, we believe in doing life together. If you want to connect with us, you can visit us online at thisischange.org or any social media platform at thisischangephl. Thanks for joining us and have an amazing week.